Make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation. Top six reasons to visit Disney World in the fall. Hi, I'm Herb Leibacher, and welcome to episode number 123 of the World of Walt podcast. Make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation for the week of August 13th, 2017. This is the podcast for Walt Disney World fans. Whether you're planning your next trip or just enjoy reliving a little bit of Disney magic. We're still in the heat of summertime, but before you know it, the temperatures will moderate, the leaves will turn and we'll be in one of the best seasons for visiting Disney World. Today, we're going to take a look at the top six reasons to visit Disney World in the fall. To help me explore this topic, I'd like to welcome a guy who can rake leaves with the best of them, Johnny Shortsleeve. Johnny, welcome back. Thanks, Herb. You know, I used to do as a teenager. I used to try to get as much cash as I could in the fall because... Uh, you know, raking leaves was not something anybody liked to do, but then you have uh, some bright-eyed, bushy-tailed youngster knocking on your door with a rake uh, and a healthy back and saying they'll do it. There's very easy sale to make. But now I'm in the mode where I say, I'm ready to outsource that job. <laughs> I've, I've transitioned. <laughs> and where are those teenagers with the, the good backs? Where are they? Yeah, I know. Exactly. So yeah, it's good to be back, Herb. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy hanging out with you and talking about Disney. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm glad you can, you can join me. It it is fun. Um, We always have a good time doing this. So, all right. Before we get into the main topic for today, the warm up question is, what is your favorite moment in the Haunted Mansion? Ooh, it just so happens. I would imagine that I think the Haunted Mansion would have to be my favorite attraction of all in all of Walt Disney World, just um, because I remember as a kid going on and, and not being scared, but just really enjoying all that there is to see. And gosh, to pick one moment. Um, I tell you what, I, someone actually asked me this question, but in a different way, not that long ago, saying, which, uh, which is the best moment to be stuck in the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. And I joked with him and said, the moment when you transition from the attic to the graveyard, when they spin the doom buggy around backwards and you're at this decline, because yeah. it's a great spot if you're getting stuck there to just take her down for a few. Catch a, <laughs> catch a few Zs right there while you're waiting for the attraction to, to, to fire back up. It's cold, it's you know, with the air conditioning, the lights are low, so it's a great napping spot in that in that incline position. But, but when we're, if uh, to be honest though, um, I, I have to say the ballroom scene hmm. because there's so much going on there, and it never fails. I whenever I get stuck on that attraction, which isn't every time, but it seems like it's a lot lately. Um, it's never at that scene because there's always little details in there that I want to see because I think they packed a lot into that ballroom scene in terms of, you know, the table settings. I know like there's the hidden, the famous hidden Mickey there and, and all the different things that, that the ghosts are doing in, in that scene. They're all, um, you know, we got the dancing ghosts. We have the ghost who's playing the organ, the, the, the ghosts that are at the dinner table, um, blowing out the candles for the party. Um, so there's a lot, lot to, to kind of soak in right there. So if I could honestly get stuck on one spot in the attraction, that would definitely be my go-to spot. So I could really just enjoy that whole scene right there. Hmm. I think that would be a great place. And I, I agree with you. It does seem like the Haunted Mansion has more than its its share of ride stops or slowdowns. And maybe it's with loading people in who need some extra time or people jumping out of their doom buggies when they shouldn't be. It, yeah. does, it does seem to happen quite a bit. And I have never been stuck 
um, where I could get a good view of the the ballroom scene, and that would be a great place. Yeah. What about you? What would be your uh, favorite spot? Ah, so the ballroom is is definitely at the top of the list. Um, but another spot I I really enjoy is at the end when the ghost will follow you home, and you you get the oh, ghost in yeah. the doom buggy with you. I thought that was cool way back in the day when you knew it was a conveyor belt on the other side of the two way mirror with you know just the people sort of moving at the same speed as your your doom buggy but now that it's been taken up a notch and the the display of the ghost in your doom buggy is interacting with you uh, i think it's even all that much more amazing so the the last few moments i think are some of my favorites and it's also a good lighthearted way to end that attraction which you know can can it's dark it's a dark attraction it's not um, a gloomy one but you just came out of the graveyard and it's a way to sort of lighten the mood i think on your way out and I was just on it not that long ago, and it seemed like they've updated that even again. Mm. Uh, that what what the the functions of the ghosts and what they are what they can do. Yeah, um, and that's really interesting to me because it's a classic attraction, classic storyline. Uh, but they have been, I think, genius in terms of how they've been able to update it while still maintaining that classic storyline and the feel of the attraction, but realizing that you know what. If we want people to still love this attraction, we do need to see if we can have some fun with the technology and how we can make it even better uh, without tearing it down and starting from scratch. So, but that that is a great pick, though. I like that. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like the haunted mansion gets a lot of love from the Imagineering budget in in just uh, maintenance and and upgrades over the the years. And and I often wonder if. If I were an Imagineer, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you just die to be able to put your fingerprints on that attraction? Um, whereas, you know, the poor people mover, it it maybe needs a little bit of love sometimes too. But it it's not the iconic. Um, everybody would like to have their fingerprints on it sort of attraction. Yeah, yeah, that's something that would be cool to be sitting down around a you know dinner table at a party and you're everyone's telling what they do. Well, what do you do? I uh, I work on the haunted mansion. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> yeah. You officially have the best job. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be like an investment banker. You can be a, a emergency room uh, surgeon or physician. Yeah, that's all great stuff. <laughs> However, as you say, yeah, 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 that's neat. <laughs> uh, congratulations. How, how cute is that? <laughs> yeah, I work on the haunted mansion. <laughs> you hear like the sound of silverware hitting the tape, like the the in shock falling out of the hand and landing yeah. on, the, on the on the on the plates and the table exactly like, oh that yeah. guy's cool that's the job to have right there yeah <laughs> all right so today the topic top six reasons to visit disney world in the fall and johnny you've got number one well first off i gotta say i love this topic i i was so excited when you reached out to me and said you want to do it because I love the fall at Walt Disney World. I love what they do there in terms of all the special things that they do to to celebrate the season. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun for me. So thank you for for doing that. And I think the first thing I got to go to, and and I um, I think is probably the first thing a lot of people think about is Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Um, it's a hard ticket event if you haven't heard about it or not too familiar with it. So you do have to pay extra admission to, uh, to get this. But um, you know, what ends up happening is the, uh, they close the park down in the evening hours. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's usually like 4 o'clock they'll let you get in. I think the official time 
that they really start sweeping guests out who don't have the ticket is around seven. Mm-hmm. And um, what they do is there are some special decorations that they'll um, em- employ throughout the park only for the uh, the Halloween party. Um, so even though you may see some of the decorations normally as you walk through the Magic Kingdom during that time of year, uh, there are going to be some some special ones that they throw in there. Um, there's there's some special stage shows that they have, like the Hocus Pocus uh, stage show that just rolled out, I think, a couple years ago. Maybe this will maybe be the third year, if I remember correctly, that they're doing it. Hmm. Um, I I don't know. I heard from somebody who I think is in the know that the uh, the the actress that plays Bette Midler's character in that stage show was a Bette Midler. Uh, does Bette Midler impersonations or does a show that involves a Bette Midler lookalike in Vegas? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. You have some of your listeners chime in and see if they've heard that as well. Uh, but she looks a lot like Bette Midler did in the film. I think it's amazing because I didn't think that film did that well and wasn't super popular. I mean, there's, I think, a minor cult following for that film. And so when they announced that they were doing that stage show, I was kind of surprised. And obviously it makes sense, but it's wildly popular now. And Mm. I know that now Disney Channel seems like they're running that film a lot more now the last couple of years uh, during Halloween, maybe in support of the stage show. I'm not sure, but um, more people are interested in that film now. I think it's it's a good movie. It's lighthearted. It's fun. Um, So there's that. Um, And by the way, if you're going to see try to see that show, you do kind of have to line up. A little bit early, even though the the theory is I don't know what the numbers are to be specific, but the the number of tickets sold for each Halloween party would would uh, result in less guests in the park than there would be otherwise during an evening uh, an evening time. It's not to mean that you can just run around and just walk up to every ride you want to ride. You are going to wait still. And that also means like for something like the Hocus Pocus uh, stage show in the castle, you are going to have to get up there a little bit early just to make sure you get a good spot to stand and, and see it. Um, the other thing that's big is uh, the Boo to You Halloween Parade. They used to do that twice uh, in the evening, um, which right now we're kind of like paradeless in the evening at the Magic Kingdom. So yeah. that's a nice thing. Obviously, if you're someone who likes nighttime parades, I love the music from that parade. And I'm not a big parade guy because I just I can't sit still. I know that's probably going to sound like that's a real shocker to people who are hearing this. Like that knucklehead can't <laughs> sit still. What? Um yeah, I can't sit still very long. Um, so I don't I don't typically line up for and watch parades, but um, I like that parade a lot. And the music's fantastic. They have some really fun characters that they bring out there. Um, I hope I'm not going to totally spoil it, but there's a really cool scene in that parade with uh, it involves the Haunted Mansion characters mm. um, and, and and some shovels. And that's really, really cool. The first time I saw it, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, I didn't. And they're allowed to do that there, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's it's really cool how they do it, and it's something just super simple, but it's executed really well. Yeah, um, I think the the big thing is the uh, the Hallowishes fireworks show. Uh, again, music score for that is really fun, uh, really nicely done. They bring out some big, huge like Fourth of July caliber fireworks. I mean, it's a really fun fireworks show with like that three sixty kind of component where they shoot off the big ones from 
uh, the perimeter of the park. So depending on where you're standing, it kind of can look like you're you're getting like a 360 totally engrossed by fireworks uh, kind of experience. And, and then, of course, there's a lot of other little touches to uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So there's you know some roving entertainment that you might see. Uh, like there's like a barbershop quartet that run, that roams around. I I can't remember. I I don't quote me on this, but I feel like the last few times I went to one, they had a special live entertainment show at the haunted mansion with one of the special uh, ghosts that are in there. And that was a ton of fun. I'm a, just a huge live entertainment fan. And uh, to see that's always enjoyable to kind of stop and watch that that part. The thing for the kids is neat because they do have some trick-or-treating. Uh, different spots around the park where you can trick-or-treat. They'll give you little bags if you don't have your own um, bucket. I, of course, I, I mean, it's go big or go home, right, Herb? I, I have, like, this massive, like, 10-gallon bucket that's, like, shape of a of a pumpkin that I got from target one year. I think it's supposed to be designed for just like a, you know, decoration. I said, ah, it's got a handle on it. Yeah. That looks like a proper bucket to me. And it's yeah. bigger than the kids and it looks, looks crazy. But yeah. So if you don't roll up with your own bucket and you don't have to pack one, if you're coming to town, they'll give you little bags that you can use. And, and they're generous on, on the candy. They, they don't do like, you know, m- most kids who have mm-hmm. trick or treated know that, You've gone, you've gone through your neighborhood, and there's always the the families who will just give one piece of candy, like one little tiny uh, piece of bubble gum, and you look at it and go, "Really? That's all you're gonna do?" And <laughs> I was always the one who realized, "Hey, you know, you can't pull that number because that's the kid who's gonna come back and egg your house later. So yeah. you gotta be a little generous." And yeah. it's like it's like the mafia, you know, you gotta pay up. <laughs> uh, so they're very generous with the hand; they give you a big old handful of candy every time you stop, and they don't they don't discriminate if you come back a second time. And it's fun because the costumes are sometimes amazing. Like so families will come dressed up in, you know, themed costume for the whole family. Um, quick story. The, uh, I saw one guy and a gal one time, I don't remember what she was dressed up as, but I remember him, he had this robot costume. He obviously made with just a bunch of boxes and he had a, a box over his head as the robot's head. And he, couldn't move very easily because of this the structure that he built around himself and they had these little dance parties at mickey's not so scary halloween party and um we were kind of standing near one and uh, this guy rolls up with his with his girlfriend or wife and he i can hear him through the box yelling like like this muffled take me to the music (laughs) (laughs) so she grabs his hand and he like waddles over to the dance floor and then she starts dancing and guess what he does the robot and it's like a robot doing the robot like my mind's blown this is a, this is the best thing ever um and so that that was just like a a, me, a mega highlight for me but i'm going to make a prediction here now, this is going to be world of walt podcast exclusive it's it's going to be it's said first here i've never heard it said anywhere else I have a prediction of a family Halloween costume that will be seen at least once this year. Brand new, never been seen before. Here it comes. I don't know if you saw the viral video that was out like a month ago of the guy who was giving the interview on like BBC and he's in his house, mm-hmm. in his little home office. And then all of a sudden, like his kid 
one of his kids comes barging into his home offices and like she's dancing wearing like a costume. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the door busts open again. It's like the baby in one of those little crawlers. Yeah. And then the door busts open a second time. It's his wife. And it looks like her wife has like her pants like halfway on. Like she was like in the bathroom or something and didn't realize the kids had access to the office. And he's doing this BBC interview. And then she's like trying to scramble to get the kids. I guarantee you that's going to be a costume you see at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party this year. The dad wearing the suit, the mom like disheveled, like trying to keep the pants up, and the baby, <laughs> and then the, the dancing princess. <laughs> that video was tremendous, by the way. Uh, and and yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. We could see that. Uh, we could see that costume set this year. It would be fun for the whole family. Yeah, I'm gonna just I, I'm I'm gonna be scouring Instagram and 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 Twitter to see if anybody uh, posts pictures of that that costume. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Uh, you mentioned the barbershop quartet, the cadaver dance, like best name ever for a barbershop quartet at Halloween time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, something I like about the party is that. Um, the, the feel of Main Street changes. So even if you if you don't get entrance to the party, if you sort of hang back a little bit, you can see how Main Street changes in the lighting and in the sounds of it, um, really making it a very, very different place. Uh, and so I, I think people sometimes have this love-hate relationship with the fact that the Magic Kingdom is going to close early. And so if you um, maybe want to go to the Magic Kingdom during the day of a party and aren't going to stick around for the party, I think you are often treated to smaller crowds because people think, well, the Magic Kingdom is going to close early, so I'm not going to go there today. Uh, and, yeah. and sometimes then you may get a, a really good experience, especially if you stick around until the the end when um, right before they're going to sweep you out. You know, people from the party are coming in, people from the, the day visit have gone, and you can hit some attractions and, and make some good progress. So even if you have a short day, uh, you can still see and do a lot on the days that the parties takes place. You know what's a cool thing to do I've done a handful of times is ride the monorail up through to the Magic Kingdom on a party night when the party's actually going on and, and it's dark. Because um, you can see kind of down Main Street from the monorail and mm. see the lights and you know the uh, the train station usually has like you know fog going on so you know and again if you're somebody who's never experienced it and you're hearing us talk about it and rave um rave about it and you have young kids it's definitely very 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 appropriate for young kids mm. uh, whereas you know that other park that's down the street is not um it's I, i'm too scared to even go to that that halloween ordeal that they do at that other theme park oh, um, yeah. this is this is definitely more my speed yeah yeah mickey's not so scary party i think uh well named actually yeah that was pretty pretty brilliant on, on their part yeah that was smart uh this year events happening late august through november so who knew that halloween was a, a two and a half month long season but these days it is I know August twenty. It keeps expanding. August twenty fifth is the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. And through November first, right. it's hey, that's great. <laughs> Two months this year, three months next year. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a year round thing before much, before much longer. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a good one, and I think a big one probably deserves the top spot on the list. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. So thank you, Johnny, for that. Right on. Number two over to me. So um, one of the things that I think is good about the fall is that 
there are smaller crowds and, and shorter hours. And shorter hours may be a funny thing to put on our list, but I, I think it belongs. So I don't say small crowds. There is no such thing anymore as a, a small crowd day, really, at, at Walt Disney World. I think they're doing everything in their power to make sure that all the people are there as, as much as possible. But if you look at any of the uh, crowd calendars online and you check out the dates for September, October, or November, um, you'll see that those are some of the least busy months of the year. So if you're looking for a time where you can um, go and and maybe spread your wings a little bit, not be so packed in with people like you are in the summertime or whenever school is out, I would say the fall is a good time to visit. Um, I also mentioned shorter hours. So you would think, well, shorter hours, that's not a good thing, right? Because you you want as much time as you can have in the park. But because there are smaller crowds, you're going to be able to see and do a lot more in a shorter period of time. And that means that you can do something different than in the evening. So take that evening and go check out uh, Disney Springs or go and check out one of the, the miniature golf courses. So it's it's a chance to to really do a couple of different things and get a lot done in a single day and maybe not kind of run yourself ragged uh, as you might staying from pre-dawn to well into the the early hours. I, I agree 100%. And I think what's interesting is you know, it used to be that the fall was a ghost town. At least I remember this like 15 years ago. It, it was one of those times when, um, you know, school's back in session. You're not seeing a whole lot of people willing to take their kids out of school that early in the year. I think that's still pretty true. Um, I think there's definitely still some people who just have said, hey, we don't care. We love it at the fall. Um, that's going to be the time that we go, but so that kind of, I always gauge it by the, out, the, um, the time count on the, like the standby weights for the rides. Yeah. And so like right now, summertime, it's busy <laughs> and there's some of the rides like, you know, Haunted Mansion we just talked about, um, you know, that can be over an hour for a standby wait easily. Whereas in the fall, you might be 20 minutes, 25 minutes, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, agree. That's a good point. Hmm. Good. Thanks. Okay, that was number two. Number three, back over to you. All right, so you know me. I'm a rotund gentleman, and I'm into food. I'm into beverages, and, uh, you know, this uh, this this carriage that I'm rolling around in, that, that's not by accident. That's all premeditated. It, it, takes, a, it takes some work to get to be this size. Um, I really love how in the fall they roll out some cool seasonal offerings for the food and beverage program all over the park. So, I mean, obviously the fall is kind of, you know, a hot time for sweets. And actually, you know what? It seems like all year round, there's some excuse for sweets. Mm -hmm. Spring with Easter and Christmas time and sweet. Yeah. Summertime is the only time we don't really, but we think about the ice cream, man. There you go. All right. So we're just a, (laughs) we're just a nation of people with sweet, (laughs) sweet teeth. Um, so lots of cool, different, though, fall-specific kinds of food and beverage offerings. Now, what, I want to I catch myself because I want to start to say some of the things that I've seen in the past I really enjoyed. But my fear is that I'll say it now, and then it won't be coming back. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then someone's going to hear this and go, ooh, I really want to try that candy corn cotton candy or whatever <laughs> it is. And then all of a sudden they show up and go, that Johnny Short Sleeve's an idiot. <laughs> Like he, he, he played me like a fiddle. I came here just for the candy corn, cotton candy. I can't find it anywhere. Um, 
so obviously, you know, in terms of candy, so like, you know, like the confectionery in Main Street or, you know, Sweet Spells or any of the other spots around property that have um, sweets are going to have certain themed cookies and candies that are going to be kind of themed to the fall. Uh, but that doesn't stop there. You know, definitely the restaurants do a great job of incorporating, you know, a, a more seasonal offering, uh, uh, so seasonal offerings that you can have access to um, that you might only see in the fall. So, you know, things like acorn squash. I sounds so simple, but acorn squash is pretty darn delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get some brown sugar on there, there goes the sweet tooth again. Um you know, you know, a lot of pumpkin-centered dishes, things like that. And in the beverage program, too, you know, there's a lot of, you know, heartier beers that get rolled out. You know, I'm a huge fan of Sam Adams' Oktoberfest, so that tends to pop up everywhere around the park. So I think it's neat to kind of see, you know, if you're somebody who enjoys kind of experiencing what the food and beverage program has to offer Disney, um, which, of course, you know, if, if that's not your thing, it's no big deal. There's certainly... Lots of options for you if you if you have you know children who are a little bit pickier pickier eaters, or bigger children that are pickier eaters. <laughs> um, it's it's totally cool. But if you are a little more adventurous, there's some great options for you there in the fall. I, I agree. Actually, one of my favorite things about the fall, not to jinx this particular food item, because I sure hope it comes back, um, is the pumpkin fudge at the confectionery oh. on Main Street, USA. I always look forward to yes. that. Yes. And and I know pumpkin is just sort of synonymous with fall. So, you know, pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin rolls. Uh, but that pumpkin fudge, you know, when I get to heaven, I think there are going to be huge plates of pumpkin fudge sitting all over the place where you can just <laughs> indulge all you want and uh, it's not going to rot your teeth. So that, to me, says fall right there. Pumpkin fudge. Stop by the confectionery. It is incredible. Very, very sweet, but incredible. We should just you know, grease the wheels a little bit now. Go into the confectionery and say, hey, you know, I know it's June and we're recording this in June. <laughs> I know it's June, but I uh, just want to make sure we're going to see pumpkin fudge, right? <laughs> and you give them the look. You lean in a little bit. You give them the look like raise the one eye and just let them know you mean business. Yeah. Like, it's got to be there. There's no, there's no question. I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll just stand here and wait until the pumpkin fudge comes out. You know, two, three months, <laughs> I, I don't have anything to do, on. so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I brought my own chair. <laughs> Sit here and just relax. Just wait for you to whip up a batch. You just... You just, just uh, you tap me on the shoulder, wake me up. Let me know when it's ready. I'm going to be here <laughs> snoring. My deviated septum just blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. So, And you're right. There are all kinds of uh, interesting offerings in the fall. But uh, they, they do a good job of, of, of providing some special food items all throughout the year. But, um, yeah, pumpkin fudge, that's the winner. Yeah, that's the winner. good choice. Yeah, thanks. Okay, that was number three. Uh, good one, Johnny. Number four. One of the things I really like about the fall are the decorations on Main Street USA. And so, you know, there are a lot of spots um, that really get the treatment for Christmas time, and, and that's appropriate and proper. Um, but the one spot that really gets the, the treatment for for the fall is Main Street USA, from the bunting to the leaves to the glowing Mickeys and the scarecrows. Uh, you walk down Main Street USA, and it looks decked out for fall. Um, they even, I guess this is a bonus item. They even changed the trolley show, which makes me very happy, different music and and outfits. Um, so I think main street really gets decked out for fall and it's a lot of fun to see it. 
Yeah, and that's that's a really good point because as you were saying that one, I was trying to think if I can point to other spots on property that get some love for the fall as well. And it happens. I mean, there's little things here and there, but mm. that Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom is definitely, I think, this where it all comes together. And it's really it's really amazing to just to stop and look and great photo opportunities uh, right through there to get some some neat photos of, of what they've done to decorate it. Um, I like that pick a lot. That's a great one. Yeah, thanks. So it was number four. Number five, back to you. So uh, this is a risky one. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hesitating to say it, but I think it needs to be said. I think it's probably safe to say that the weather in the fall in Central Florida is perfect. Uh, just because... It's it still gets warm in in the daytime, so you're getting the benefit of being able to be shorts and t-shirt and just kind of enjoying just really nice like endless summer kind of weather. Um, but the the nighttime there can be a little tiny chill in the air. So if you do kind of enjoy having that feeling of you know crisp air, it's not going to be. I'm not talking like forty degrees. I'm talking maybe like eighty one degrees. Right. <laughs> like, which is Chris from Florida. Yeah, it's Chris from Florida. Uh, yeah, all, the, all the Floridians are shivering when it gets to be 80. Um, no, I mean, it, it'll dip into the 70s, maybe even upper 60s, but just enough where there's a contrast between that you know intense Florida sun in the day, which keeps you nice and warm, uh, to in the evening as it, as it chills off a little bit. And, of course, I, I say it's risky because – Somebody's going to hear this and say, well, you know, I've only been to Walt Disney World in the summertime. That sounds kind of interesting. I really would like to see what it's like with this perfect weather. And then, of course, that'll be the week when it's just a heat wave. Mm. And they're just thinking, that guy was lying to me again. <laughs> and uh, But no, my experience has been that, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing because in the middle of the day, you can, it's warm enough where you can go swimming, you know, kind of the stuff that if you're not from around here, you may miss from, you know, summer being over, you know, miss going to the pool. You can still do that here. The water's nice and warm for all the resort hotels. Um, but then still have that, you know, evening hour kind of little chill in the air where you might, um, might be reminded that it's fall. And, um, I, I'm, I love warm weather. I love living in Florida. I'm very grateful to live in Florida. So when I say chill in the air, it probably is something that if somebody from Boston heard this, this guy's a wimp. (laughs) (laughs) He he doesn't know what a chill in the air is. Um, But to me, it's a really nice contrast in that time of year in terms of nice warm days, not necessarily like melt you like in the middle of July warm, but um, nice, nice warm, warm days and and then uh, cooler evenings. And it's a lot of it's a nice contrast for me. I think that's well said, and I agree. It is a really nice time of the year weather-wise. And and you're right. You don't know exactly what you're going to get. Um, it could be October 31st and 98 degrees that day. That happens sometimes. But on on the whole, I think you're right that the, the days are warm. The humidity is down, which makes a huge difference. And yeah. the evenings get a little cooler, um, but still not cold. So you can you can be out there at 9 or 10 o'clock at night and be very, very comfortable. So it's a great time of the year to come, definitely. And it, does, and it doesn't rain as much in the fall as it does in the, the spring and summer. So that's another yeah. benefit, too. Like, you know, right now down here in early June where we had like a blast of, which is kind of unusual, just days of rain. Uh, and today it was sunny, and I thought, oh, this is neat, this sunshine thing. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so you don't have to contend with the rain as much in the fall. So you can you know, keep the ponchos and umbrellas at home or in, in the suitcase. Yep. I agree. Fall is a great time weather-wise to be in Florida. So number five. Okay, number six, back over to me. So the list would not be complete without the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So for 2017, uh, it pretty much goes all year round. Well, not quite. It goes from uh, the end of August to the middle of November. So, And I think each year it sort of stretches out a little bit more. And it did again for 2017. It's another uh, record-setting number of days. So uh, we, we talked about how Disney does a good job of trying to keep the parks full all the time. And I think uh, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is another tremendous example of that. I think if you w- could rewind to the pre-Food and Wine Festival days at uh, World Showcase in the fall, you know, you could probably go bowling back there. Just there were, there were there were no people. There were just wide open spaces. And now when the, the Food and Wine Festival is going on, it is packed, um, especially on weekends and especially after it first opens and right before it closes because all the locals come out of the woodwork and want to check it out because it's fun. It, it's a ton of fun. You get to try a lot of different foods. Um, you can you can try a lot of different drinks as well. I think they're getting very adventurous, like uh, liquid nitrogen chocolate stuff. I mean, just, just really interesting things that you're not going to find down at the, the 7-Eleven. Um, the, it can be a very expensive experience. Um, and if you try a little bit of everything, especially if you are uh, heavy on the wine or the beer side, you know, all of a sudden it could have added up to, a almost a Victorian Albert sort of experience. And, you know, you were out with, with, uh, 10,000 of your favorite uh, friends around you. So, but it, it's fun. It draws in the crowds. Uh, and if you're a, a food sort of person, I would definitely, definitely suggest taking it in. Just be careful with how much you take in because it's easy to go crazy and, and spend a lot. Not that, you know, I've done that, but it's possible. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw this. I remember seeing something last year where somebody took all the menu boards and added up like, what if you bought one of everything? Like, mm. How much would you spend? And it was like 600 bucks or something like that Yeah, uh, for, for one person. But look, I, no one's going to do that. No one can do that. That would be, there's just no way yeah. you, you could ingest all that food and, and alcohol and not have problems. <laughs> um, but I think what it does speak to the fact is with the expansion with you know, every year they're trying to, not only expand it in terms of the length of time, but it seems like they try to grow the number of booths. Like, what are they, like 30 booths now or over 30? I can't remember what the, the count is for coming up for 2017. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're doing a really good job of trying to give, you know, give people a chance to to experience this in all levels of foodiness. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's really adventurous, like you said, like the nitrogen stuff, uh, you know, want that experience that's there for you. If you're not that adventurous, there's some stuff that's a little more um, easier to easier on the palate, and that's neat to me. And one of the things I think is interesting, and tell me if you agree with this or not, or if you've noticed this or not. Um, I think they there for a while they were trying to have put a lot of stuff on those menus in terms of the option to be like five things, which is not a lot compared to like if you went to like the Cheesecake Factory and there's like yeah. 50 page menu. <laughs> um, there, there's, you know, there's maybe like five things and now they're trying to truncate those menus to be, you know, three things. Uh, and 
I'm guessing part of that is because they have limited space to really work with a lot of stuff at once and, and they want to really focus it. And I like that because it means you know, they're really focusing on the product that they have and making sure that it comes out right and it's you know the best quality they, they can execute at that little location. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it's neat um, from a, a lot of perspectives in terms of being able to say, you know, if you're somebody who goes to a restaurant and you're faced with some very safe bets on the menu, some maybe a little more adventurous bets, and then some wild and crazy bets, chances are you're going to, you know, favor the safer bets. Or maybe if you're a little adventurous going toward the middle, maybe not going crazy. But with this kind of format, it allows you to expand your palate and try new things. And you're not committing to that being your meal for the night. It's just a nice little small bite. You're out five or six bucks. Uh, if it's something you've always wanted to try, it gives you a chance to actually give it a whirl so that you can honestly form an opinion on something. You, you may not be huge on seafood, and then you see there's a lot of interesting options that are smaller tickets, smaller bite types of formats. That's cool. That's I, I really like that idea, and I think that's hopefully – a great way for people to kind of embrace the idea of expanding their horizons in terms of what they like and, and, uh, and what their choices are for eating. Yeah, I agree. You're not really making this huge commitment to something you may not like. Uh, and I, I've got to say, I'd never really met a food item at the food and wine festival that I didn't like. Um, yeah. even things where I thought, eh, I don't know if that's really so good, but you try it and, and usually it's, it's a winner. It's usually a winner. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, and the other thing about it too, which I really enjoy, is you know the concert series, you know the Eat to the Beat mm -hmm. um, concert series they do during Food and Wine, and they bring a pretty wide variety of musical acts that you've you've heard before on the radio. Maybe some of you haven't heard in a, in a long while, and I think it's neat just because it's all free. You just sit there and you're watching a concert that if you thought, you know, you went somewhere else, you know, again these these aren't we're not talking about U two or uh, Guns and Roses, and these aren't huge national touring acts right now. But you know, if you went and saw them at a, at a local venue, you, know, you might have been out 30 40 bucks a ticket. That's included in park admission. That's yeah. that's cool for me. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they have some some good groups. Um, Listen to the Big Bad Voodoo Daddies a number of years ago. So I mean, <laughs> you're, you're right. It's not exactly the you know, it's it's not something you're gonna be hearing on the top ten radio this year, but um, maybe groups that were popular a while back, or a group that sounds like somebody who's really popular. Was that uh, the Zoot Suit Riot band? Uh, yes, Big Bad Booty like Daddy. That. Yeah, yep. Zoot Suit Riot. Throw back a bottle <laughs> of beer. You, there you go. <laughs> sing it, Johnny. Sing it. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, I agree. That's that's a lot of fun, and and you know there are all kinds of things going on at the Food and Wine Festival. There are um, different tasting sessions. There's the party for the senses, which is on my bucket list one of these days. If I you know get a big bonus at work, maybe I'll I'll check that out because that's a super expensive uh, event. But um, a lot of it's just part of park admission and a five or six dollar commitment, and and there you go. It's good time. Right on. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to it, and, and it's it's amazing now that it, it creeped into August um, this year mm. for 2017. It'll be neat to 
to be able to say you're you're walking through Food and Wine Festival in August now. To yeah. me, that's that's like a mind blown experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a few years from now, it's going to be uh, June. <laughs> but, well, uh, we'll you know, it's basically it's funny you say that because now it's they're like they're starting to make it that way with you know food you know Flower and Garden yeah. expanded its its schedule. Then now they have the International Festival of the Arts in the winter time. Yeah. Uh, you know, after Christmas, before Flower and Garden. So it's like there's a perpetual food and wine festival going on all year round now. That's so cool to me. Yeah, it, it is neat. It gives you something new and, and different to try. I, I think there will be Christmas season and there will be festival season. And one or the other is going to be happening all the time. Yeah, they just need something for summer now. Because now that Flower and Garden's over, and I was actually in Epcot today walking around. My son said to me, as we're walking through the gates, you know, right there at that little uh, section uh, where people take pictures, Spaceship Earth and, and, and all the special stuff, they took down all of the flower and garden uh, decorations after Memorial Day. And um, he said, where'd all the decorations go? I said, oh, well, a couple more months, we'll have them up again for food and wine. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> it is a good season. Yeah. All right, the top six reasons to visit Walt Disney World in the fall. Number one, Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Number two, the smaller crowds and, yes, shorter hours. Number three, the seasonal food and beverage offerings. Hello, pumpkin fudge. Uh, Number four, the decorations on Main Street USA. Number five, the weather. And number six, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Uh, Makes me want to look forward to fall. This is good stuff. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. You're right. Time flies when you're having fun. You are right. Johnny, as always, it's a blast. I appreciate uh, all the fun and the knowledge you bring to the podcast. So thank you again for being here. (laughs) Use that word loosely, knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'd say that, but but hey, it's it's so much fun talking to you about this. I, I really truly enjoy and appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you because it's always fun to hang out with friends who uh, share a passion about stuff. And, you know, since we both are big Disney nerds, that that's a very cool thing for me. So thank you for the opportunity. It was fun. Thank you. Yes, we've made it through the list of the top six reasons to visit Walt Disney World in the fall, but this conversation doesn't have to be over. I'd like to hear what you think about our list. Is there something you'd like to add? You can do that by visiting the show notes page at worldofwalt.com slash 123, a page that, of course, works well on tablets, desktops, and smartphones. Leave your comments in the comments section and check out what other people think as well. I'd like to thank everyone who's been in touch with me, and I'd like to invite you to follow me on social media, facebook.com slash worldofwalt and pinterest.com slash worldofwalt. If you like today's podcast, I would appreciate it if you would spread the word. Tell your family and your friends about it. To wrap up today, as always, a heartfelt thank you to you for spending some of your time with me. I'd also like to thank everyone who visits the worldofwalt.com site, where you can read interesting Disney articles and make comments in the comments sections. By listening here and by visiting the site, you allow me to share the fun of Disney with you. And that is very cool. Thank you for being a part of it. So until next time, my friend, may God bless you. So there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow
что 